<sighs> All right. Well, do you see Chalamet in the news this week? No. I guess he's Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that real? Yes, it's real. He's playing Willy Wonka. To be fair, I don't know why. Like a young version, I'm guessing, obviously. What or is, is it, it just a remake of the movie again? No, no, I think it is going to be some sort of Willy Wonka. Young Wonka. Yeah, Young Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds kind of epic. <laughs> young Wonka. Yeah, but is it going to be, doesn't it explain Wonka's backstory? Not in the Tim Burton one, but in the normal one. Isn't he like, oh, no, no, I'm thinking of Grandpa Joe anyway. No, it does explain. Oh, maybe it it'll be Young Wonka and he... Young Grandpa Joe. No, but it's so Joe, lame. Father Joe. So, so fucking lame. <laughs> if that's actually what they do, I'm going to be so mad. Uh, well, uh, how timely for uh, month of Chalamet week two. Welcome to <laughs> the book's better. Month of Chalamet week two. The show that reads the much adapted and kind of preachy source material so that you don't have to. I'm Dan. And I'm Orlando. And today we're discussing Little Women. Little Women. Uh, for those who don't know, Little Women was a book written by Louisa May Alcott in 1868-9 and it has since been turned into about a billion different uh, adaptions. There's a movie that came out in 49, right? And then yeah, a movie that came out. I've, I'll, 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 I got you here. There's four feature films. Jesus. I think 33, 49, 94... And 2019, uh, there's a there was a BBC mini miniseries in 2017 with the girl who worked at the fish and chips shop in Stranger Things playing Joe. Um, there's multiple plays. There's a musical version which I used to listen to a lot in high school, and there's a 40 episode anime apparently, like Japanese anime. I guess so, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and we watched all of them. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, just kidding. We did the 2019 movie, Greta Gerwig's Little Women, uh, because I saw that a few months ago and I really liked it. Uh, if, sorry, a few months ago, a few years ago when it came out. Um, so, Orlando, please tell us, why do they keep remaking this book into a movie? I think it's uh, it can Obviously, be boiled down. You know. Well, you, oh, yeah, you have of course. The, opinion. the paragon of yeah. knowledge, yeah. It can be boiled down to quite quite a simple oh, yes. uh, feel-good story that I feel also lends itself to being adapted to different mediums. What's the feel? Well. What's the, well, that's true. It's sort of like it's kind of vignettes but not vignettes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it's just a very um, kind of pleasing arc for the characters. Yeah, you know, I don't know very, how to explain it. It's very simple. They just yeah, exactly. they go through some hardships, but they get through it. Yeah, and obviously uh, you can pick it apart. You know, obviously. All yeah, the I was going to say. Um, at the same time, at the same time, it's not simple at all. Yeah, yeah, it's actually it's it's pretty complex because not only was Louisa May Alcott writing like a really unconventional character for the time, who is now quite a fashionable character, but. She, she was also apparently uh, having to write all this, like having to change things quite a lot because the publishers wanted her to. And Greta Gerwig goes full meta in her movie. Yeah. 
And at the end of the movie, Joe becomes Louisa May Alcott. So did you know that uh, at the end when she's like negotiating her book deal, that's the book deal that Louisa May Alcott Where the guy made her write that the character gets. Yeah, yeah. So married. that's ba- and that was the deal. That was the monetary deal that she got for writing Little Women. Okay, what was it? Six and a half percent or something. Something like that. Profits, yeah, yeah. But I think it was a because they didn't think that a book by a woman would really sell, so they were just like, whatever, you can have whatever. Yeah. Whereas in the in the movie, they they you know they dramatize it a bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that whole thing about uh, having to have the main character marry—that is apparently true. There is some letter that Louisa May Alcott wrote to a friend where she was like basically because it was published in two volumes as Orlando found out the hard way <laughs> thinking he had finished it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and But basically the stands, the Little Women stands were harassing her so much being like, oh, my God, I can't wait for Joe and Laurie to get together. I love them so much. And and Louisa May Alcott's like, uh, she kind of talks the entire time about how much she doesn't want to get married. Yeah. Uh, don't get your hopes up. But then the publisher's like, bro, she's got to get married. We can't have her not get married. And then she was like, basically to troll the fans, to troll the readers, she made him marry some like goofy old dude. He wasn't good. He wasn't that old. Uh, in the book, he is nearing 40 when she meets him. He doesn't seem that old. And she's 22. He doesn't seem that old in the... Or in her young 20s. In the movie. Yeah, well, that's the thing. In, that's one of the interesting things is that in Greta Goeg's movie, they make him some young supermodel guy. Yeah. Some young French dude, not some old bumbling German idiot. He's not an idiot. He's like a very smart yes. professor. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's like this old fool. Yeah. And Louisa May Alcott's like, I'm going to troll these little idiots yeah. and make Joe marry him because it makes no sense and it's dumb. But also, I don't know, that's what some people say, but I always thought that it made a little bit of sense. I was like, so when I saw the, okay, when I saw this like Greta Goes movie the first time, I was like, well, that's a little bit rich. Like they're making fun of it. They're treating it like a joke. Like, oh, she was forced to write that he married Professor Bear. So like, let's make it into a joke. It's like, oh, it's like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It didn't, wasn't really meant to happen. But like, oh, she runs in the rain and there's this big like romantic ending. But I was like, okay, well, she put a little bit more effort into it than that, you know? Like she didn't just fall for some like young stud. Right. It, there were, yeah, I guess so. And there were obviously like that, like it wasn't as cut and dry. Like at least it was, uh, yeah. it, it continued the same, um, somewhat of the, the same, same vibe as attitude. like the original one. It is a bit weird though, because she does talk a lot about how she doesn't want to get married. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, she her her attitude in the last few chapters is like very strange. She's like, "Oh, I'm so much in love." She just starts sounding like all the rest of them, and it's like, "Oh, okay, well, that's kind of what made the whole thing interesting." Yeah. Who, who's the like? Who's your out of all of them in the movie? Who do you think plays the best little woman? I'll tell you who plays the worst. <laughs> I think we're in agreement because yes. Um, I, I saw what you wrote. Had a peep at my notes. Yeah. I do not like Emma Watson in this movie. Uh, She's kind of like unbearable. 
some of her lines are really badly delivered. Yeah. And it makes me think like whether she is actually a good actress at all. Because <laughs> I don't know what I have seen her in. She's in like Disney's Cinderella. Like, okay. I saw her in well, obviously Harry Potter and this. Yeah, and but Harry Potter is Harry Potter. It's kind of its own thing. Yeah. Uh, can someone recommend me a good Emma Watson movie? Because I don't want to just start flaming her without a proper basis, but she's not good in this movie. Yeah. She... Uh, and I think for that reason, Meg's storyline in this movie is so boring and lame. Yeah. It's so boring. Uh, She's like, goes out and buys silk. It's boring enough in the book. It's even more like, It's worse in the, the movie, movie. because yeah. they try and make it into this huge dramatic thing and it's just not. She comes off as way more, like in, obviously her character in the book is supposed to be a bit um, prissy and like, obviously. She's the more girly the, of the yeah, girls. Yeah. In the movie. Um, I feel like they going they go for the same thing, obviously, but it comes off as she's being way more obnoxious than I think she actually was yeah. supposed to be in the book. And just every like interaction or every time something happens to her, I don't know if it's Emma Watson's acting or if it's just what they chose in terms yeah. of like lines and stuff. It but might be the dialogue. So some of it's really bad. Yeah. When she's like talking, when she's like, oh, it's just, uh, I've spent ever so much on this silk. Yeah. Because like with the dialogue in this movie, they sort of do like, they try and have it both ways. And it works for the most part, I would say, because they sort of use this like old fashioned language where it's like, oh, father won't be here. And like, we shan't have any fun without him. But then... It's also like there's a lot of like snappy like modern family style. Yeah, like, and just the way they act and like um, yeah. the kind of mannerisms that they have like And like talking, each other. The, the dialogue is like they're all talking over each other, which is like that's not like anachronistic. Like that's not anachronistic. That's just like, you know, making it more realistic. Yeah. But they but they kind of sometimes talk more like girls of the modern day would. Right. I, I yeah, I think I put down on my notes, I think – um, a lot of the dialogue that they took from the book works because there's like, I don't know, f all these like different moments when it's like the sisters just talking or like interacting with each other. Mm. And it's very like, I can't remember the last, there was another movie that did the same thing and I said the, the same thing about it. It reminds me, I haven't seen much musical theatre at all, but it's mm. very like that you're literally yelling over the top and the lines are just like back to back to back from each of them. So oh, it, it makes yeah. the lines um, fit in, I think, a lot more because it's kind of like stylized. It's not that... Oh, like they're just like passing it between each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not like um, so dryly delivered, which I think wouldn't have worked, and which I think don't work. Yeah, uh, it doesn't it, work it doesn't for, work. for older dialogue. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Well, I think that's part of why Meg's dialogue doesn't work. Yeah. Is because she's just like trying to be so like serious. I don't know. But then like a parts of it, um, the scene with Joe and Laurie on the hill where he confesses and she fucking rejects him um, is like lifted mostly from the book. And I think that works really well. I think that's a great scene. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised how much of that is lifted pretty much straight from the book because it's interesting, like obviously the style at the time and the sort of societal expectations and stuff meant that 
a lot of these like sort of conf- confrontations you don't really get as like satisfying as in modern storytelling. Like people just kind of held their tongue more. And then so there would be like a lot of narration like, oh, and then she sort of realized that this was happening. Whereas nowadays we sort of want to see it come to a head. So I was kind of expecting when she, in the book she leaves for New York and because Laurie's getting a little bit too keen. Um, so she got to cool him off a bit. And she's and she just sort of talks about how like, oh, like uh, she knows like he's going to ask. She Like she knows he's really, so she's like, oh God, I got to run. And I thought that was kind of like going to be it. I thought that was the snub. And then I was surprised when she comes back and then he asks her and then they have this like almost one-to-one conversation. It's probably the most like straight up anyone gets in the book. Like just straight up like saying what they're saying, what they actually feel. Yeah. Because there's so much like speculation. Like you must be proper. Can't say that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I agree. I think in a book you can get away with that, but mm. in a movie it's like it would be so dry if it was just like Yeah, but we just don't do that in modern stories. I think yeah. even in books. Yeah. Like because I don't know, dudes sort of just tend to say what they want these days, I guess. <laughs> kind of whack society. Um but then they uh they add some like some of the other sort of more direct confrontations are added like um Amy sort of uh, like being very frank about how she wants to marry Frank. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, like because they they include that whole thing about like marriage is an economic proposition, um, which is like very well said, I think, to like the point that the book is trying to make. But just like no one says it in the book. And I think it's half because it's like, oh, like, you know, the characters just don't act like that way. But also maybe because Louisa May Alcott couldn't get away with just straight up saying some of the stuff that she was sort of hinting at. Do you think that in the movie, so the scene where Amy's talking to Laurie in the uh, like art gallery yeah. and she's she has that whole um, spiel about uh, marriage being like, yeah. you know, an economic Wait, proposition. Exactly. Do you think that that is like, is that earned? Is that too over the top? Could it have been a bit more yeah, uh, some of less it, preachy? Some of it feels a little unearned. I think part of it is like, because in this movie they go for the whole split timeline thing. Yeah. Where it sort of divides the book in half and then tells you like both stories at the same time, uh, which I think works very well most of the time and it's like very well done. But then some of it doesn't end up quite getting the build up that it needs. Right. And it seems like they're yeah, just going it's like, all in. Yeah, because she says that like I, f- I want to say like less than an hour into the movie and that seems like more of an act three kind of speech. Yeah. Um, but then also like Amy's just like a stupid little kid for like, a lot of the first half of the movie. And then she's suddenly making this like big speech about like marriage being an economic proposition. The thing is, this brings me to sort of one of my conclusions I had about this movie where I think this was literally made with like the fact that people had probably seen a version of this movie or read the book like 
I think this was made with that fact in mind that most people know the story. Why do you reckon? Because things, because of stuff like that. And because like the whole thing, so there's like, there's that, there's like less build up to that. But if you already know the story, it's like, this is her giving you like a new angle on it rather than delivering the story in its own sort of essence. Uh, and then it's the same thing with um, Beth dying because of the split timeline. Like you don't see her get sick the first time and then everything's cool for a while and then she dies later. It all happens at the same time. So it's sort of, it strikes me as less of like, oh, okay, we're going to sort of hold it you in suspense and like build everything up and more just like, oh, you already know the story. Here's like a new way of looking at it. Okay. Yeah, I can see that because I think not that it was confusing the whole like Beth getting sick and dying, mm. but it doesn't have it. It doesn't have the same like effect as it does in the book where it's like point A to point B. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. No, but it's it's different. Different because because in the book there's like it's quite a. Um, you know, it, it, it's one of the better chapters, I think, the first time she gets sick. Yeah. Well, she, gets, she gets better and then there's this whole thing where she, she's better but she doesn't have as much energy. She's sickly still. Yeah, and then it's The book keeps calling her an invalid, which yeah. just didn't feel quite right. <laughs> <laughs> Something not okay about that. Yeah, I don't know whether that's a bad word but yeah. it didn't feel good. Is, is Scarlet Fever a name for like a different sickness that we have now? Is it like No, it's not. If people just don't typically don't get it as much. My friend had scarlet fever in high school huh. and was in hospital quite a lot for it. How do you get scarlet fever then? Uh it's a bacterial thing. Oh, I was okay. I was looking it up a little bit, but huh. uh I think it's just sort of treatable. But my friend got very sick from it in high school. So it's apparently still a thing. Yeah. Um which is like hilarious because as I said I was listening to the Little Moon musical in high school. And my friend got sick from scarlet fever. And I was like, oh, like, uh, like Beth? And she yeah. was like, uh, yeah. Like <laughs> but hopefully I won't fucking die. Damn. But obviously they don't give her, seemingly don't give her any medicine or anything. They just sort of uh, no, I wonder if it wait. Was, I wonder if it was just like a. Yeah. Well, know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but clearly she has some sort of long-term complications for it. Yeah. But then um, Joe says that her and uh, Meg got it when they were kids. So maybe it's like most people are fine. Oh, like I, It doesn't really explain anything about it. And neither no, does the movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't no, really no, matter. No, no, no. It doesn't matter because you assume that back in those times, dudes just dropped dead for yeah, whatever reasons yeah. for all the time. Yeah, no, so it is, it's definitely different because you're right, in the book it's like, oh, God, she's so sick. And even if you, like, kind of know already before you read the book that Beth dies, you're like, oh, God, is this, is this one is happening in the first half of the book? And then she pulls through and it's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I think her death, it, it's very well done in the movie. You can't really fault it, but it's just different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. In the book... Uh, she she seems at peace at least in the movie. There's oh, less yeah. of that. It's just like this, like massive, like. Well, it's low very point. weird the way they do it in the book. It's like she kind of Beth kind of knows before anyone else does that she's yeah. She, die. She's like keeping it a secret. Yeah, it's like Beth's secret, she's and die. she's like, yeah, I'm gonna die. It's like what? Why? How do you know that? And no one else does. <laughs> 
I, it's it's sort of like, oh yeah, I'm just going to give up on life, which is kind of sad, but just doesn't really feel realistic. It's like, is that really how it works? Like she was like holding on to her life force and she was like, I'm going to let go. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. A little bit strange because it comes out of nowhere as well. Kind it's, of. Yeah. Cause, and it's like, it's meant to come out of nowhere, but usually it's like, oh, she's taken a turn for the worse. Now not, she's dead. Not Beth, not Joe. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, it's like it's very um, weird. Something the the rest of the family, at least her um, mom and Joe, realize that Beth is like acting strange, and then Joe yeah, goes and asks. Joe her. does all this investigating. Yeah. it's very it's it's weird. And Beth is like, I'm finished. I'm yeah. done. Beth is like, Take me out. I'm done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's weird, but it is. It's very well done in the movie. Uh, I like that they use her, um, cutting off her hair, which is in the book. Yeah. They use that so you can tell which timeline you're in. Yeah, Did you because it does because it's very it's it's it, it still is kind of confusing. Yeah, it, sometimes yeah. it takes a couple like well, they change the colors. Yeah, yeah, they change the colors, and at the beginning it's very confusing. But then in the Beth in the Beth scene, they like really don't want you to get confused. So they have Joe have her like short hair in the old one. How bad of a thing do you think a woman cutting her hair short in 1870 or 1860 would would be? In terms um, of like social norms. Right. I mean, I of course have no idea, but no. I assume that sometimes bad things would just happen to women's hair accidentally. So it wouldn't be unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, so. I don't know. I think it was like a mega, because I don't know, they used to, um, oh, well, actually, I don't know how, that, how true that is, but there's all those stories of um, them like cutting women's hair off uh, the collaborators in Paris after World War II. So oh. like potentially even then it was like mega insult. Yeah, okay. Honestly, it seems like only in the last 20 years has it really been acceptable for women to have short hair. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, kind of weird. Kind of maybe why this book keeps getting uh, adapted. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say as well with the split timeline thing, I swear to God, I the this movie I'm convinced like copied so much shit from the musical version. Because the musical does the exact same thing. It opens in the exact same way with like the her in New York, like talking to the professor and then the flashback to the like Christmas and it, oh man, I don't know. It does a lot of other stuff the same as well. I swear okay. this movie copied the musical, bro. When did Just the musical me. come out? Uh, like 2006 or something. Okay. Is um, that any good? I really like the music. It, it's got, it's. I mean, it's got really good music, but the it's it's not that good. Okay. Because <laughs> it's just kind of a mess. Like they, it kind of jumps around a lot, and it like it it the stories all seem like quite disconnected, and the characters are weird. I think the Laurie in this movie is really good. Chalamet himself, we haven't discussed him much. That, I mean, yeah. he's just he's just kind of being Chalamet. He's just yeah. he's just good. <laughs> he's not um, that interesting. He's very faithful to the books. I feel. Yeah, he. He definitely has the look of. So that's that little I don't know goofy boy is. next door. Yeah, but even the like, I feel like he plays old, old timey roles very well, oh, yeah. just because of the way he looks. And he also some of his acting, he can like obviously for some scenes uh, in the movie at least, it's more obvious he's you know quite cheerful and like yeah having fun but then he plays really well like into these yeah somber moments i feel like he's a very like stern look which works well i think 
Yeah. For some of them. Yeah, he he's um I th- I think he he definitely plays very close to the book as well. Yeah. Whereas other teddies I've seen in other versions of Little Women are more like these like classic like dandy characters like we've seen in like Emma and stuff. Whereas yeah. like I don't think Laurie's meant to be like very foppish like that. He's more like their brother. And it, and in this movie I think that it it does a very good job of that. Yeah. All right. Um do we have anything else to talk about? Uh not really. Um, Not so much. Yeah, okay. Well, do you want to find out which little women yeah, you are? Yeah, let's see. Do you want to do little women? Okay, yeah. All right, all right. Um, all right, Lan, ready? Here we go. Wait, I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to guess. What's your guess? Oh, I think you're... I think you're Joe. Amy. Amy? You're Amy. Okay. Sorry, bro. All right. All right. <laughs> That's the, yeah, Amy's the worst one. She's my least favorite. Fuck! All right, hit me, hit me How do you it. spend your free time? Reading or writing? Okay. Hanging Bring out on. with friends, yeah. listening to music or volunteering? Um, um, f- uh, friends. Yeah, okay. What is one word you'd use to describe yourself? Quiet, honest, hardworking or dedicated? Kind of none of those things, really. Uh, yeah, you're not really any of those. Hardworking. We'll say dedicated. Not. Say dedicated. Yeah, that's kind of a meg answer. What are your goals in life? <laughs> to play music and make people happy. To achieve my artistic dreams and be loved by everyone. To live a simple life and settle down in a small, cozy home. <laughs> to become very successful and run my own business. These are like, just pick one. Fool. I, okay. Um, <laughs> Um, the uh, second one. All right. To achieve my artistic dreams and be loved by everyone. Sure. How would you describe your style? Trendy and expensive, minimalistic and casual, classy and professional or whatever's clean. We'll go trendy and expensive. I'm answering that for you because sure. you won't say right. that. But that You're is right. I was going to say the second one. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're going to say minimalist and casual. Absolutely not. <laughs> what would you do if you won the lottery? Buy a ton of books or instruments. Move to a quiet cottage in the middle of the woods somewhere. You don't need to win the lottery to do that. Donate <laughs> it to charity or travel the world. Uh, charity, obviously. Dude. <laughs> no, dude. you'd buy a ton of instruments. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. In your family, what role would you give yourself? The helper, the favorite, the troublemaker or the independent one? Are you the troublemaker? I feel like, mm, or the independent one. Do the independent one because I'm I'm the only one that's moved. That All right, Jesse's sense. the troublemaker. Yeah, shout out course. to Jesse. <laughs> if you could, if you could go on any of these trips next week, where would you go? I'd rather stay home, take a tour of <laughs> wow. Europe, travel to New York City, or visit friends who live out of town, aka me. Europe. Okay. Sorry. Bit hurtful. I didn't travel to <laughs> fucking to COVID locked Melbourne. Well, I'm good. Well, what do you think Europe is, bro? Choose a flower: sunflower, rose, peony, or lily. The fuck is a peony? I don't know, bro. It's pink. Uh, rose. White. I think we have them here. Rose a peony. At a party, where can you be found? In wrote <laughs> <laughs> pierogi. Uh, in a, at a party, where can you be found? In deep conversation, helping clean up. Flirting or hiding in the bathroom? Hiding in the bathroom. Of course. Of course. Yeah, you're Amy. Ha ha! You're actually Amy. Amy March, you're extremely artistic, whether that may be drawing, painting, or even photography. You have a knack when it comes to visual arts. You were probably quite stubborn as a child. You also love being the center of attention. Wow. AKA 
the worst Sogma, one. Fogma, yeah, Bogma. and Bogma. <laughs> and Bogma for good measure. And the picture is her in the carriage looking like a little annoying brat. Nice. Cool. I really don't think that she really got her comeuppance for burning Joe's stories. No. Just to forgive and wait. What would you what would you have done if if you came home? If you deleted and Nick, my no, and Blades Nick. of Exile scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what and Nick burnt Nick had, had Nick deleted the podcast. Just grabbed your laptop and snapped it over his knee or something. Oh, that's different because that's just an expensive. Okay, object. okay. Well, I mean like in the sense of all the work you've done on whatever projects is just what, gone. He, what if he deleted the podcast? Yeah. Sure. I'd be like <laughs> okay. What would you do? I'd be like, uh, thank you. <laughs> You've Thank done the you. people of paper. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I mean, I would probably, yeah, I would, I wouldn't be mad for one day and then forgive him because he was stupid and almost fell into the ice. <laughs> you would, you would let him drown, of course. Yeah, and then I wouldn't let my mum lecture me about how. Uh, my sense of temper, my temper is so horrible that I'm angry at someone that they destroyed a years of a year of work. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, that's why fair. does Joe get yelled at so much? And then also they just sli- they just slip like a whole god thing in there in the book. Got rid of the god stuff in the movie. Yeah, good As, stuff. That was a thumbs up from Dan. <laughs> yeah, very preachy. Uh, anyway, let's Hosni this and get out of here. All right, you go. Uh. Movie plus five. Okay. All right. That's fair. Because the book is good, but also like, I feel like it's extremely we, limited. We, we read it in such a short amount of time as well. So I feel like yeah, I was quite over it's it. It's hard to read very quickly. Yeah. As I found out, yes. like Dan said, I read the first half, didn't realize there was a second yep. half because I told him. Let the record show that I warned Dan him. Dan warns me. I said, that book looks thin. Are you sure that's not just the first volume? <laughs> yep. And I thought it was yep. both. I'll give the movie, p- uh, yeah, plus five as well. I oh, wow. Hosni agreement. Yeah. Hosni concord. Well, once again, though, not a fan of these uh, types of stories. Well, not my thing. don't worry. Next, we've got a real easy read. Uh, I need to go home and figure out what it is because we need to read some Shakespeare or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then June, finally. Oh, uh, yeah. I was meant to have started that already, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, June is quite long, right, but it's interesting fine. at least. Yeah, that's true. It is meant to be good. Well, stay tuned next week for more Month of Chalamet. Yeah. Keep up with us at the Books Better Show on Instagram. We'll see you later. Peace. Bye-bye.